Thanks for calling in being associates with us, Brandon. Brandon, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, how are you? Good, how you doing, sir? I'm well. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. I'm my plan. I have a microphone, a lapel mic, and I was just planning on using uh, my cell phone, my iPhone 6, and I've got a uh, tripod, so that's my plan to get started. I do think if I do some stuff indoors, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up setting up a little bit of lighting equipment, and I found a guy online, the Frugal Filmmaker, and he uh, shows how to build a, a lighting, three-point lighting with PVC pipe, and so I'm like, I think I can make that work, so that's going to be an experiment. It's always better if you keep it simple, if you can. That was my buddy Brandon Trayton over at MB and Associates, and he was talking about his plan of attack for getting started with video. And you probably know by now I'm a sucker for that conversation and that topic because that is one of the things that I am the most passionate about. And Brandon was keeping it simple for the most part, except the last part. He said, oh, maybe I'm going to try and build this uh, homemade three-point lighting stand. I was like, okay, that sounds great. But you want something that is not horrifically terrible to look at all the time. And you want something that is easy to set up and tear down or preferably just to always keep set up. I've talked about this before, I think in the very second episode of this ever podcast of how to get a video state of mind, I believe. And and what I told Brandon was, is that I think that's great. Uh, if he's looking to set up some lights, you know, he's going to use his iPhone. He's going to use a, a lapel mic for his iPhone. Simple, simple. Um, and then he said, if he's going to do some inside video, he might consider a lighting, you know, building his own lighting rig. But to be honest, if, if any of you have seen any of the videos that I've done for my agency, Jagola Insurance, or for Grow, uh, growprogram.com, I, I use two floor lamps. They're $30 a piece and they have three spots that hold a pretty decent sized light bulb in them. And I have uh, five lights in them. I have one empty spot just because I don't really need it because it, it fully lights the, the room, but I've got five light bulbs and then that essentially illuminates all around me. Uh, the only trick, and this is where I did actually use a little PVC pipe, is I have a backlight built on that curtain that sits behind me that sits atop of me. That's the trick um, where I did make my own little rig to hold my backlight. So, so you might want to use the PVC trick to build your backlight because you don't usually have a spot. Uh, if your desk or your, your wherever you're doing your videos has enough space behind you and you can actually set up a light high enough behind you, go ahead and do that. But you want to keep it as simple as possible and as ready to go as possible. And that's what we want to talk about today because the more complicated you make creating content, the more likely it is not going to get done. And if it's not going to get done, then it's not going to attract people to your business. And that is what I'm hoping you want to do, attract people to your business. And this is actually one of the biggest questions or the most frequently asked questions that I get talking about my workflow. It's actually kind of interesting and you might be surprised to hear the answer. Now, do you, once you get done with the video, do you do you transcribe it yourself or do you just t take roughly what you said in the video and make the blog post underneath? Or do you actually send it off to somebody to transcribe? That's a great question, Brandon. And to be honest, I actually start 
writing the blog post first. It all starts with the blog post. It starts with the article, in my opinion, and people seem surprised by that because they always ask if, you know, how am I, how am I doing this process? Uh, because if you watch the videos, at least I feel like I do a semi-decent job of making it sound relatively natural, like I'm not reading anything, and I'm, it feels casual, conversational, and it's not scripted uh, to, to some extent. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that I think the, the, the article itself is so crucial, it starts there. So you want to have a nice, great article to work from because you, you're going to want the text, right? You're going to want the words. Google still likes words. They love video, but they still like words. So if you're going to write a video script, you might as well take the time and just write a decent blog post and then base the video off the blog post. Because as, as much as I like to improvise and as much as you might think I'm an off the cuff, I'm off the cuff talker, it's ridiculous not to have a solid foundation of, of material to draw from and to then ad lib from. So if you're only having to improvise and, and kind of talk off, off of already established framework, you will find that those improvisations are going to be much better. They're going to be a little more streamlined and it's going to keep you on point and, and covering everything that you need to cover. Um, transcribing and going the other way around just never felt that logical to me. Now, if it works for you, do it. Any, again, anything that works, do it. And I have to tell you, I want to give Brandon some credit here because I, I just followed up and double-checked his website, and it looks like he has been able to put up about five videos over the last three months. So he has actually been able to take action on some of the stuff since I've had this conversation with him. And uh, I can't tell if he actually went through with any, uh, any lighting setup. He might be just using some natural light, uh, but the videos do look good overall. Um, and so that's, I think that's probably a positive and it's always nice when you can actually have an idea and a plan and move forward with it. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but so I've never considered myself a writer. It just didn't sound attractive. The more I followed this, I'm just like, now I'm doing it every week. It's tough. I mean, it is extremely <laughs> tough to write yeah. and put stuff into words, but you know, I hope I'm getting better. And over time I, it's like, I'd love to to be able, I don't know, to do something with the writing and get good at it, but it's, it's kind of fun, see where it's going. I think if you're ultimately going to be successful at this whole content game, you have to come to a point, you have to reach that uh, awakening moment of where you give yourself credit for being just a smidge creative, just even a little bit. Like even if it's like a child's finger painting creative, you have to give yourself credit for that because it doesn't matter, right? If you've never considered yourself a creative person, then then that is the first obstacle to get over is that, oh, well, this is actually a little bit creative. It's fun. I enjoy the little mental exercise that I get to have. And uh, and 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 getting over that kind of self-perception of that is, is a big hurdle, right? Is I never considered myself a writer either growing up. I don't know that I would still consider myself a writer. I actually have friends who are like real writers. They get paid to write. They're like editors at magazines and things that I grew up and went to high school and college with. And, and they were always the really good writers and they would always make fun of my you know, ability to spell like a third grader because I still spell like a third grader, but it doesn't matter, right? It's not, it's not I'm going to write the next great American novel. That is not who you are trying to be. And that is the perception that we have of writers. Your writing ability is more of a communication ability to communicate your message to the people that you're trying to attract. And doing it in the written word is so powerful today and allowing people to find you. So once you tell yourself it's okay to be that type of person, that writer, not the novelist, not the pretentious, I am awesome and so smart and I can make words do amazing things that only normal humans could dream of, that sort of thing. Once you get past that, then I think it's okay. That's the problem. We are, yes, 
kind of geared as business people, as sales people to not, it's like, you know, it's again, it's like the, the jocks and the, I don't know, the drama club in high school, right? It's just what it is, right? It continues on through life as you have the creative people that go into creative works that are in the writing, that are in the uh, graphic design, they're in whatever. But the most important realization that you can make once you've come to grips with this creative relativity of yours is is flexing that creative muscle. When are you the most creative? And, and learning how to be creative in a productive and efficient way. That is the biggest challenge that you are going to face once you allow yourself to be that person. Probably morning, that's probably the best time. And I do get still got caught up during the week where I'm like, I can't be doing blogging during the week. You know, Even though it is a 24-7 marketing machine, I feel like I need to be doing something else. So usually I do it in the evenings or I'll do it on the weekends. And the weekends, if I can unwind and just focus, I'm usually good. If you listen to nothing else that you've heard in this entire podcast or really from anything that you've heard from me as it goes about creating content, listen to this. And I love Brandon because Brandon is in it, right? He is committed. He is dedicated to this process. He's going to be just fine. He has the drive and the desire to actually make this happen. And not only does he have that drive and desire, but he's actually put it into action and in words. I mean, you can check out for yourself. It's JB lbinsurance.com if you want to go ahead and take a look at the blog and see what Brandon is doing. Um, I think it's some pretty good stuff. And what you need to take away from this, and the one thing that I would have reached through the phone and strangled Brandon for saying, and I did politely after he said this, is that he said he cannot bring himself to, for whatever reason, to blog during the week. I'll repeat that. He cannot bring himself to blog or write during the week. It is something that he reserved for the evenings and the weekend. And that is, I think, in my opinion, one of the easiest ways to fail. Now, apparently it's working for Brandon so far. He's he's kept up a steady flow of articles and he's even added a little video into the repertoire. The challenge is, and I will tell you this, let me ask you this question. Would you ever go into the office for the day and say, I'm not going to prospect? Would you ever say, I'm not going to pick up the phone? Would you say, I'm not going to write that email response to that client? I think prospecting is probably the best one. I just got carried away there. The point is, is that you would never go into work and actively try to not do a sales activity. And kid yourself not, writing is one of the most effective and efficient sales tactics, activities, that you can be doing in 2016 and 2017 probably, and probably even 2018. Hands down, there is nothing else. Well, I mean, there are a few things, but I mean, it is something that is highly effective if you commit yourself to the process, if you are like Brandon, and if you actually do the work and allow yourself to be that person. And, and don't think for one second that you cannot spend nine in the morning till 10.30 in the morning on Tuesdays every week writing an article. It is some of the best use, in my opinion, of your time. And I mean, would you, I mean, and you have to, and it has to be, you have to be so committed to it that you have to know that it is important enough to not only just do and, and don't even allow, okay, let me, let me say this this way, <laughs> is that you, have to be 
You have to give that process so much respect that it cannot just happen when time allows for it during the week. No, not even close to good enough. It has to be dedicated and it has to be blocked out on your schedule during the nine to five hours. It's a sales activity, it's a prospecting activity. And until you again realize that, until just much like giving yourself the freedom and the permission to call yourself a writer or being creative, you need to give yourself also the permission to recognize what that is. That's a sales activity. And if you're not interested in sales activities, especially effective, efficient ones that long exceed the time that you have invested in it, then I don't know that I have much else for you. All right, I lied. I'm probably going to have more things for you. I'm sorry. That was a little harsh. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? One thing that I do have for you, I don't know why, whenever I tell people or share people uh, my musical taste, they, they, tend, they tend to be surprised. If anybody's into the um, alternative post-rock rock stuff, new album from uh, local boys that I, I, I know around the Ohio area, If These Trees Could Talk, spectacular album, weird recommendation that if you are into into that type of music styling, so you want to give it a shot, uh, purely instrumental, great for uh, getting those creative juices flowing. Again, pro tip, if you want to kind of stimulate that creativity that you're having a hard time unlocking, instrumental music is definitely the way to do it. Vocals will uh, disrupt that thought process and, and really get in the way of your writing. So just straight instruments, if you like it a little on the aggressive side, If These Trees Could Talk, their new album, The Bones of a Dying World, sounds a little depressing, it's not, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, really anything, they've got three albums out, they're all spectacular, great to get in that creative juice mode. And if you need a little extra help with that creativity and understanding it and how to really harness it and shape it, of course, free membership, growprogram.com slash free to do that. Promise, it'll be a lot of fun. I would love to see you there, uh, helping you get on your way to allowing yourself to be creative and to allow your business to creatively find new ways to talk to new customers, to new people. Growprogram.com slash free, and I can't wait to see you there.